Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Ford Motor Company's third quarter 2023 earnings call. With me today are Jim Farley, President and CEO, John Lawler, Chief Financial Officer, and Peter Stern, President, Ford Integrated Services. Also joining us for Q&A is Marion Harris, CEO of Ford Credit. Today's discussions include some non-GAAP references. Actual results may differ from those stated. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And on today's episode, we are going to cover Ford's Q3 2023 earnings call. But before we get into that, we have a new Patreon subscriber, and we haven't had a new patron for a little bit. So I want to thank John for going to patreon.com forward slash Kilowatt and signing up and becoming a patron. Thank you, John, very much. John and I have actually exchanged a few emails, and I look forward to exchanging a few more. So, John, thank you so much for supporting the show. I I really do appreciate it. It's very nice of you and very kind. All right, everybody, let's go ahead and jump into Ford's Q3 2023 earnings call. We're going to start off with Jim (laughs) Farley. Jim Farley. We're going to start off with Jim Farley's opening remarks. He's the CEO of the company, if you weren't aware, which I clearly am not because I almost called him Jim Lawler, which is a different person. All right, let's go ahead and jump into those opening remarks. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today. I wanted to start by thanking the Ford team who worked tirelessly and creatively over the past several months to reach a tentative agreement with the United Auto Workers. I'm pleased, so pleased for our employees This week, I was able to visit each of the struck plants. I was impressed by their preparation for startup, and the feeling I got is people just want to get back to work. Once the deal is ratified, we will provide all of you a deeper look at the contract and its impact on our business. Right now, we're focused on restarting three important assembly plants. So bottom line, Ford Blue will be strong, and a growing business for years to come. We also remain bullish on Model E and our EV future, but clearly the market is moving is a moving target. I'm optimistic because customers are smart and they're rational, and for many of them, EVs are a great choice. I've been spending a ton of time in our product development center 
with both Doug Fields and Alan Clark. And you should see the Gen 2 and Gen 3 EVs we're working on. Our Gen 2 all-new full-size pickup truck, for example, is one of the most thrilling vehicles I've ever seen in my career. Let me be specific. Stunning performance like no truck has ever performed. Ability and unexpected innovation for truck customers far beyond the normal truck attributes. A super flexible cabin that feels like a lounge or a tiny office. Take the wheels off this truck and it's still a mind-blowing product. And a digital experience that totally is immersive and personalized. I take this truck seven days of the week over a cyber truck. But great product is not enough in the EV business anymore. We have to be totally competitive on cost. Tesla actually gave us a huge gift with the laser focus on cost and scaling the Model Y. They set the standard. And we are now making real progress on our second and third cycle EVs that are in the midst of being developed today as we get closer to the introduction. While our Gen 2 EVs were targeting a, and to deliver an EBIT margin comparable to ICE in, by 2026, the dynamic changes in the market, pricing, adoption rates, regulations, are forcing us to further reduce the cost of our EVs. The key levers to deliver this competitive cost structure are scaling, vertical integration, and batteries. So let's double-click on each of these three. On scaling, this is much more than building new facilities or scaling high-quality batteries or thermal propagation. We're leveraging digital prognostic capabilities in our manufacturing lines to improve quality. We are also reducing complexity, and we are optimizing our vehicle design and engineering for manufacturability. Yep, we're designing this, these vehicles for our manufacturing team. On vertical integration, this is the most fundamental change. We are insourcing batteries, inverters, scaling production of our drive units and gearboxes, and designing and producing unit castings in-house at Ford. In addition, on our next generation utility vehicle, vertical integration will increase by nearly 50%. This level of integration allows, along with the new zonal electric architecture, and designing in-house modules and battery cell-to-structure will allow us to significantly reduce material cost. Now, none of this will be easy and has some risk. And you've seen our competitors struggle as they build out and ramp up these capabilities. So we are so glad we started years ago on this journey. And finally, batteries. They're the single biggest cost component of any EV. Our more energy-efficient Gen 2 products will use extreme aero to get the very smallest batteries possible for a competitive range. And with our LFP batteries, we'll have the lowest or one of the lowest cost batteries assembled in the U.S. Our overall EV priorities are very clear. Disciplined capital allocation and investment that drives profitable high-returning, and enduring EV business. We will constantly balance growth, scale, and profitability. 
These great EVs will be paired with modern shopping and buying experiences that are transparent, will have non-negotiated pricing, and a streamlined checkout and delivery that will come to life early in 2024. And this is also a significant cost reduction. Okay. Jim Farley, not Jim Lawler, talked a little bit about Gen 2 and Gen 3 EVs at Ford. And those Gen 2, Gen 3 EVs are designed to be, uh, they're designed for the, the manufacturing process. You know, the Ford F-150 Lightning and the Mach-E, those are first generation products. So it makes sense that they're only going to get better as, you know, they, they move through the generations, right? So that makes sense. Like, Obviously, Tesla, when they made the first generation Roadster, they were not quite where they needed to be in terms of mass marketing EVs. And I think that companies like GM and and uh, Ford are realizing that it's a little bit harder to make these electric vehicles than they thought it was going to be. And it's not just as simple as taking mostly a... Um, ice vehicle and then converting that into an electric vehicle, you know, taking most of those parts. It's not, it's not as easy as they thought it was going to be. And that's fine. Um, I love that uh, he, you know, said good things about the union, said good things about the workers. I have very little patience or time for CEOs who, who bash unions or workers, which, you know, that includes Elon for sure. Uh, but he, one of the things I found interesting was he, it, Ford was not negative, negatively affected by the strike. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I do know that a lot of these car companies kind of knew that the strike was a possibility, a real possibility. And, you know, they, they put out some extra, um, you know, output, they increased output and production to kind of, um, weather that that time when people weren't working and of course not every ford employee uh on the production line was striking just in certain places so that was definitely um strategically done by the union for sure uh talked a little bit about the new full-size ev pickup which will almost certainly be a gen 2 or gen 3 pickup he did give tesla some kudos about finding, uh, and, and he talked about finding ways for Ford to be competitive in terms of scaling vertical integration, integration, excuse me, and batteries. And he mentioned a little bit about the Ford E, um, directish to consumer buying options, which is basically there's going to be a website. There's going to be a price. It's not going to be a negotiation. It's going to go through dealers. So your, dealer that's closest to you may not have the cheapest price, but the price is going to be on the website. So if you have a Ford dealership that's five miles away from you and they're $20,000 more on an F-150 Lightning, if you go 10 miles further, maybe you find somebody who's selling that F-150 Lightning for you know, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars cheaper. So, it's it's better for the consumer. Definitely not better for the de- <laughs> for the dealers, and and the dealers are not really on board with that. And then one of the other things, and I'm not sure if it made it into this clip because I did heavily edit edit his opening remarks. But one of the other things they talked about a lot was hybrids and how 
how they're going to be using hybrids in the future. Like Ford's bringing hybrids back. And I have thoughts on that, but uh, before I but before I share those thoughts, I'm going to go ahead and jump into our first analyst question. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Our first question today is from Adam Jonas with Morgan Stanley. Please go ahead. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, so, John, I, I know you you push out the $12 billion of the direct and cap uh, investment and other expenditure on EVs, uh, but I, I guess I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm interpreting that as just temporary, that you still plan on spending it. My question is, how long can you keep allocating $10 billion a year, round number, uh, to EVs? Yeah, so, Adam, we're going to match, you know, demand and uh, capital needed to, to meet that demand. You know, the first step here is given the flatter growth curve that we're seeing relative to what the industry expected and we expected. We've made this decision to push out $12 billion of capital expenditures, but it doesn't mean that we'll actually go ahead and pull the trigger on it if we don't need to. Um, and we're going to look at the overall EV business and be balanced about that. You know, there's a lot that's going to change between now and 26 and 30, uh, and, you know, we're going to adjust appropriately. So, you know, it's it's... It's something that's going to adjust as we move um, and how that business develops. And we'll adjust that capital allocation appropriately. And, you know, we'll change our strategy and make different decisions as well. Um, And one of the other things I'd say is that, um, well, I'll pass it over to Jim because Jim has something he wants to say. (laughs) Hey, Adam, uh, thanks for your question. I just want to emphasize the uh, importance of our Gen 2 and Gen 3 products because they're very transformation in our our profitability in EV. Yeah, we've learned a lot in Gen 1. We've reduced the material costs. We got the learning loop on the software. Uh, we've learned how to scale batteries. We have the LFP battery now. We're starting to ship to customers. But there's only so much we can do on Gen 1. On Gen 2, I said, as I said, we have a totally different approach from aero, vertical integration, uh, design for manufacturability. Um, and there's a lot of other things we can do beyond allocating less capital to battery plants, for example. We've learned a lot about derivatives like Rally. 
We're going to push services a lot more like level two plus level three autonomy. Um, and we really plan on even redesign or improving the scale of our components by working with other companies. And the other big breakthrough is going to be, which we're designing in parallel, the Gen 3 products, where we use the battery as a structural member of the vehicle. Um, we go to low-cost sourcing, go to smaller vehicles. Um, we maximize unit casting even more than we are and radical re- uh, cost reduction in our, in our distribution. I think the other thing that's important to understand about Ford's strategy on EVs is pro. We actually followed a very different strategy for pro using a multi-energy platform. So we're seeing a lot of the same things that we heard heard Mary Barra say in GM's earnings call. Basically, Ford wants to have the right vehicles for the right job available at the right time. And if that means that the right vehicle is a hybrid, because like I said, they talked a lot about hybrids in this earnings call, then it's going to be a hybrid. If the right vehicle is an ICE vehicle in terms of delivery vans, it's an ICE vehicle. If the right vehicle is an EV, it's going to be an EV. Now, you and I, who listen... <laughs> and follow electric vehicles and listen to electric vehicle podcasts, we may have a different opinion on that. But in all reality, that is, you know, the Ford is a business and they're going to look at that with uh, through the eyes of, you know, business people, not uh, EV enthusiasts. Right. Um, but their goal is to match demand. One of the things that I thought was interesting, and this goes back to uh, that nod to Tesla in that earlier clip is that Gen 3 will have a structural battery pack. And Tesla's not the only company that does structural battery packs in EVs. But, you know, I, I do think the way that Tesla failed and overcame those failures were good learning. Um, I don't know, learning. I think better production or better processes came out of that because you see some of these other companies doing giga casting, which, uh, you know, Mary Barra talked about in the, the, uh, GM earnings call. Um, so yeah, I, I think this answer is interesting. We're not as bullish with GM and Ford, as we were in previous earnings calls in terms of EVs, like they're still, they're still like, yeah, the EVs are the future, but it seems like they're putting the brakes on just a little bit. Let's go ahead and jump into our next clip, which is about EV vertical integration. The next question is from Rod Lash with Wolf Research. Please go ahead. I'm assuming that you still view vertical integration in batteries and LFP is critical to achieving your cost targets. Um, just yes. given all of the issues around that, can you just, and some of the pauses or delays that you've got on some of these plants, can you just give us an update on what the trajectory is to achieving those lower costs and batteries and how is your plan changing? Yeah, so um, we're continuing to move forward with the vertical integration on the battery itself, um, working on cell design, we're working on the chemistries, as we said, um, we have no real change to what we're, we've put out forward before on Blue Oval Park uh, battery uh, plant here in Michigan. Um, but LFP is definitely going to be part of our future uh, EVs, and that is a very important 
cost reduction uh, step in our path uh, for the Gen 2 vehicles. So it's it's a combination of, of all of that. It's a combination of the battery size and the efficiency of the vehicle to get the lowest watts possible to hit the ranges that we're looking to hit. It's the vertical integration across the vehicle, the vertical integration across the battery, and then well as well as the chemistries. And all of that comes together to drive the cost reductions we need and the team is working towards is that part of the vehicle's target. I feel like I've... <laughs> I feel like I've beaten uh, the dead horse with, you know, all of the stuff in terms of, you know, they're they're figuring things out uh, that's harder than they thought. I don't need to, to add that uh, again. I don't, I don't need to rephrase it, I guess. So let's go ahead and jump in to our final question from analysts. Our final question today comes from Emmanuel Rosner with Deutsche Bank. Please go ahead. Oh, thank you very much. Um, so I appreciate your kind of assessment of the EV business and as well as all the actions that you you detailed um, in terms of trying to reduce the investment and losses in the near term. At the same time, you uh, rightly acknowledge that uh, impacting teams, affecting teams on the first generation is not going to be, uh, you know, the easiest. You know, more teams will come in Gen 2, Gen 3. Um, so a- anyway, you could just frame for us how much, Improvement can you expect during this first generation? Um, you're not running it's something like a five billion dollars annual loss you know, on, on model E. Um, not that long ago, a few months ago, you still had fairly near term targets to bring that to, you know, EBS positive. Obviously, a lot, a lot of things, but then you're addressing these changes with your accent. So, you know, where does it go from here? Does it get worse? Does it get better? Uh, can, can something be done before uh, then two and then three in terms of improving the losses? Yeah, so this, the, you're, you're right, Emmanuel. The step function change is going to be on the Gen 2s where, you know, we'll have more degrees of freedom to make the types of changes I just talked about. Um, on the Gen 1s, we've seen the price come down much quicker than we had expected, of course. And that's showing up in our results. Um, we're continuing to work very diligently on additional cost and design reductions on the Gen 1 products. And the team is also working very diligently to minimize the impact of the lower prices in the, in the near term, in the next uh, couple of years before Gen 2 comes out. Um, and so it's going to be a battle between managing the top line as best we can, adjusting um, the supply of products relative to demand so that we can uh, balance the pricing uh, from that standpoint and then working like crazy to put whatever cost reductions we can on that Gen 1 vehicle uh, through to the bottom line. Uh, so I think it's going to be, you know, in the near term, it's going to continue to be, um, you know, just that. It's going to continue to be quarter to quarter and the team working very diligently to hold as much revenue as we can and bring as much cost reduction through the product as we can. Nothing more to add there other than we won't see Gen 2 products for another couple of years. Everything else has kind of just been the theme of this earnings call. All right, everybody, that is it for me today. Um, Not sure if I'm going to do three episodes a week uh, next week. But yeah, we're going to cover Rivian's earnings call, Fisker's earnings call, and Lucid's earnings call. So I hope you enjoy these. Um, it seems like people do. 
at least the feedback I get is that people enjoy them. So I hope everyone has a wonderful day uh, and I will talk to you on Friday with some actual news. Thank you so much. And thank you, John, for supporting the show. You may now disconnect. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.